Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios in Mulca Hill, New Jersey, it's talking ish with your commish. It's been a little bit. I had to get back on the mic. Had to dust it off, man. It's been a while. We haven't chatted. What's it? When was the last time? Let me think about it. When was the last time we chatted? Oh yeah, that's right. When I went back to back and completely cucked Mike. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, but it's winter, you know. The podcast is off. So what brings us back? Why are we doing a winter podcast? Maybe it's because there's a special occasion. We got something special on the horizon. Our buddy Jake is getting married. It's not too late. Not too late, bro. You can you can back out. No, just kidding. Do it. It's gonna be fun because if you back out, it'll ruin everybody's fucking week and weekend. So don't do that. That'd be that'd be stupid. Don't do that. Anyway, uh, joining me today, my producer behind the glass, my man Dave. What up, Dave? Hi. How are you? Hi. How are you? Uh, thank you for coming in. Uh, Dave's just going to be behind the glass, checking in, and from time to time, telling me uh, if I'm doing a good job or if I'm just completely blowing it. So, what do you think, Dave? I'm a Jake consultant. Yeah. So, Jake consultant here today for the Jake podcast, and you know, it, we haven't been here in a while, right? It's it's February. Typically, there's no podcasting in February. February sucks. It's the shittiest month of the year. It's super short. It kind of comes and goes, and, uh, you know, I'm tired of snow. I want some sunshine. And uh, what better way to get some sunshine? What better reason to go to a place where there's some sunshine than our boy Jake and Maria's wedding, which I am pretty pumped about. I'm getting ready for the wedding because, like, you know, it kind of came out of nowhere. It's like New Year's came and then, boom, Jake's getting married. And I was not ready for that. Full full disclosure. Like, I uh, typically in the winter, I, I pack on a few. You know what I mean? I am not in my best shape. When I was... Uh, when I was at Mark and in Mike's weddings, you know, I was super fit. I got like down to like 175. Right now, I'm I'm pretty much the equivalent of like a middle-aged lesbian woman. I got like a lot of weight on the lower half. So shopping for clothes and doing that kind of shit sucks. But uh, me and Dave had to get some shit because you can't just show up to Puerto Rico with your dick in your hand. You got to have some clothes to throw on. And we went to the Gloucester Premium Outlets, right, Dave? Yes. Yeah, your mom uh, and, and Cricky just happened to be there, too. So it's a family affair, the Decky family. And my aunt, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and your aunt. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, we got a, a lot of good shit at the outlets. I think we're ready to go. We're ready to rock. Um, but, again, like, I'm feeling like a fat, middle-aged lesbian woman. And Mark's over there posting pictures on Instagram looking like shredded cheese. You know what I mean? He's shredded like mutz. And I'm just over here like a fat guy. But Mark, man, damn. Damn, dude. You have an amazing body. You do, man. Amazing body. Sick. Sick body. Oh, man. Jamie's going to lick, like, fucking tequila off off your, like, tum-tum there down in uh, Puerto Rico. Speaking of, beautiful destination down there in, in Puerto Rico. I wanted to tell you a little of the knowledge I have about this beautiful enchanted land. It is a territory of the United States. I uh, don't really know what that means other than, you know, you can go there without a fucking passport, which is nice uh, because I don't have one right now. I'm kind of slacking behind on that, so I should probably get on that. But Puerto Rico, a land of just fun, culture, good food, good people, just all around good times. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Puerto Rico to educate you because that's what we do here on the podcast. We educate, we entertain, and we reminisce, right? That's what we do. 
So a little bit about Puerto Rico. Um, it was founded, or discovered, I guess, not founded, but discovered by old Chris Columbus, you know, that guy that everybody fucking apparently hates now. I didn't know. Why did it take, like, hundreds of years for Christopher Columbus to become so unpopular? You know they changed Chris Columbus Day to, like, Indigenous People's Day? That happened, like, I didn't even know that. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Jen said that to me the other day, and I'm like, that is... That is not true. You're making that up. You're fucking pulling my chain. But no, that happened because Christopher Columbus was basically like a rapist and a pillager and just an all-around terrible guy, you know? And the history books, I think, got that one wrong. But Chris Columbus also discovered Puerto Rico, uh, the land that we're going to. And it was named Puerto Rico because it was a... I think that translates... Maria, correct me if I'm wrong. My Spanish is a little rusty. But uh, I think that translates to rich port, Puerto Rico, uh, because they have such natural resources and it's... Just filled with all that great stuff. Big Pharma plays a big role down there in Puerto Rico, which uh, to me means that drugs are cool, right? Puerto Ricans are cool with drugs. They got a lot of pharma industry stuff down there, a lot of manufacturing and all that sort of thing. So it's pumping money into the economy along with you and I, the tourists that head to Puerto Rico every single year. No income tax in Puerto Rico, which means that the government's not taking your money to go fund some bullshit. They're just trying to steal it from uh, the federal government instead. You know, this is fine. That's fine. That's cool. No income tax, though. That's pretty sick. I could live down. I could settle down in Puerto Rico. Uh, Rincon, where we're going out there west of uh, the island or whatever Puerto Rico is considered. Western part of Puerto Rico is where we're going for the wedding. And it is home to Playa Kiki Bravo, which is one of the world's best uh, beaches for surfing and windsurfing. How about that? World's best. That's a bold proclamation. Whose list is that? I'd like to know. I found it on like TripAdvisor. The rainforest, El Junque, uh, which I think we may, are we going ziplining there? I think we're going ziplining in El Junque. Where else would you do that in Puerto Rico? I really don't know. Uh, But El Junque is one of the few rainforests in the world without any bears or snakes. Now, I didn't know there was bears or snakes in the rainforest. Did you know that, Dave? No, I did not. I, I did not know that. So, not only do you have to worry about all these like Jurassic era like bugs and sick looking creatures that might devour you and your skin in the rainforest, you got to worry now about bears and snakes, but not in Puerto Rico, not in Puerto Rico, no, no so, no señor. Uh, the piña colada was invented in San Juan Caribe Hilton Hotel in 1963. Did you know the piña colada was only that old? It's not that old, right? 1963, not that long ago. Um, I actually had the pina colada from this this exact location, and it is delicious. Worth the hype. They do it in like a frozen machine now, but I don't know how they used to do it back in the day. Maybe that's how they did it, but delicious cocktail, right? Nice little island treat. Jimmy Buffett. A little heavy, though. Yeah, a little heavy. You know, and I, I could afford to lose a few, so don't need to be packing that on when I, th- when I got my shirt off. You look fantastic. Thanks, man. You know what else is uh, is perfectly legal in Puerto Rico? Cockfighting. We have to find ourselves like an underground cockfighting ring and just kind of weasel our way in. You think betting in Vegas was fun with all of the sports books? Imagine like a bunch of like guys being like, like scream at each other about little fucking roosters pecking the shit out of each other. Maybe I can bring mine down there, win some money. Who knows? Could be a good time. Could be a good time. Anyway, uh, the Bacardi factory in San Juan is the world's largest rum distillery. I don't know. I didn't even see that when I was there last time, so... Maybe we check that out, or at least have some rum, at the at the like at the least, right? And then uh, the final fact about Puerto Rico: you may hear at night this little chirping. It's kind of like a it sounds like a, like a bird chirp or like a cricket or something like that. It's the coqui. It's a frog that is only found in Puerto Rico, 
And you'll also hear, I think Puerto Ricans refer to themselves as Koki because it's such a unique thing to their island. They really, it's almost like their unofficial mascot, if you will, the Koki frog. And there's plenty of like little keychains and shit that you can get for your, for your loved one down in Puerto Rico. That's fun facts about Puerto Rico. What do you think, Dave? Not too bad. I like it. Educating the people out there. Learn something every day. Every single day. We'll be right back after this commercial break because we got to do something to pay the bills. Uh, so here's a word from our sponsors. I tried everything to quit smoking. I tried the gum, the patch. None of that stuff actually works. It just, you know, makes you pissed off and want a cigarette. But then one of my, like, kid's friends from, from like, high school, he found this thing and he told me about it. He said, you got to try it. It's the only way you're going to stop. And I'm here to tell you today about that very thing, and it's Juul. Juul helped me to stop smoking, and now instead of smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, I inhale about four Juul pods, which, honestly, I don't know if it's much better for me. I kind of traded one addiction for another, but, you know, at least I'm not smoking anymore. You can find your way to your Juul journey at Juul.com and get your Juul today. Juul products contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Do not use Juul if you are pregnant or expecting to become pregnant. Juul is not responsible for seizures or instant death. Be sure to consult with your doctor before ruining your life with Juul. Copyright 2019. Juul Labs, Inc. All rights reserved. All right, so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, my experiences with Jake because I think that's kind of a part of this podcast. You know, this is the flow. We I talk about him, then we get some other people to come on and talk about him, and then we wish him well and send him on his way. Um, but if I think about where I I really started to get to know Jake, it was around, I believe, sophomore year of high school. We had our biology class together with a teacher who I still can't believe his real name, Richard Head, but he went by Dick. Yes, his name was Dick Head. And Jake and I were lab partners in Dick Head's class. I believe Alexa Ginsberg was our other lab partner, and we dissected some shit. I think we dissected a pig, um, and that's really where I got to know Jake, and it was... From there, hockey, hanging out with uh, at all Mike's parties and all that shit. And we had some good times, man, all the way back in high school. Um, one time from then, I really remember, and I think I've talked about it before on this podcast, was I was at Mike's party, and I, I don't know if Jake just pulled up or we just went out to Jake's car for something, but Jake hands me a water bottle, and I think it's vodka. And he's like, yeah, man, just take a sip. And I take a nice swig, because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get fucked up tonight. I'm like 16 years old. I want some vodka. And boom, it's ever clear. It's not vodka. It's like the ultimate fire water. Have you ever fucking chugged like straight Everclear? Like it's disgusting. It's absolutely gross. It's like, it's honestly the worst thing you can ever put into your mouth. It burns a hole in your throat. It really does. Like all the way down too, almost like into your stomach where you feel like a fire in your belly. It's not good to do. Not good to do. Yeah. Needless to say, I blacked out and don't remember a goddamn thing. And I'm pretty sure, uh, pretty sure that anyone who touched that bottle that night doesn't remember anything either. But that's something I remember from from way back when. You know, those memories start to get a little fuzzy because we were ripped out our gourd most of the time. And uh, you know, if I think back to one time I, that I got like really ripped for the first time, it was at Mike's mom's house with Jake. Um, it may or may not have been off of that same shit that J Block got. And Dave, do you remember the bubble gum? Bubble gum. The bubble gum from J Block was some monster shit. Like Dave and I were so ripped off of that that we went into his backyard with a paintball gun and shot at a tree stump for probably like two and a half hours. You remember that, Dave? <laughs> How could I forget, Brent? <laughs> and like all all Kron for me, all when I think about like a rating system for Kron, it all is like against the bubble gum because the bubble gum was that good. Um, but where I think I really got to know Jake um, on a different level was our times in Hoboken. So 
after college, him and I, we both started our careers in the New York area, um, living in Hoboken, doing the damn thing, man. Like, those were times for me, you know, they weren't the greatest of times for Brent. And, uh, you know, Jake was there for for me to uh, be a good friend, you know, and hanging out in Hoboken. We played on a roller hockey league together for a, uh, there was this black dude. His name was Diddles. I swear to God, that was his name. He ran the hockey league. It was a roller hockey league right there in the middle of Hoboken. Pretty decent rank for being in the middle of a city. We were the Poorhouse Ale Stars, sponsored by the uh, the Poorhouse over there in Hoboken, pretty much right around the corner from my apartment when I lived there. And we fucking killed it, dude. We were a pretty decent little squad. And then, uh, you know, what inevitably happens in all situations with me regarding athletics, I pop my shoulder out, right? Jake was there for that, too. And he, he got Jen on the horn. He got me down to the hospital. And he's like, dude, you're a fucking mook with no shoulder. And that's pretty much how it goes for me, you know? Um, but, Jake, I appreciate you being there, man. And those times in Hoboken were great. Um, we would often, like, get together. We would watch Flyers games. He'd roll his classic 90-10 pinner. You know what I'm talking about, Dave? Where it's it's mostly tobacco. It's like a cigarette with a sprinkle of weed. It's it's enjoyable, but almost to a point where you're going to throw up. It's It's tough sometimes. I don't know what that, like, what is his blood like, 90% nicotine, you think? <laughs> like, seriously, those 90 tenors, dude, they fuck you up. Uh, Jake's roommate from Hoboken, he's also a memorable character. Do you remember Greg, his roommate? Greg. Greg. <laughs> Greg, uh, he had a moment with my wife, before she was my wife, where they were sitting on the uh, the couch there in Jake's place, and he looks over at, at Jen, who we, like, literally just met this kid, and he's like, you have a here of a snail trail? And she's like, what? He's like, you know, like like this couch, like this leather couch when, like, a girl's pussy's wet and it leaves a snail trail. <laughs> she's she's like, I have to go. <laughs> but we had some fun times there in uh, Jake's place. We pre-game there a couple of times. We uh, Dave came by one time with Zach Moron. Remember, we went to the beer garden. Yeah. We were clinking the steins together. And uh, we shattered one of the steins. Do you remember that? Or we chipped it. Yeah, chipped it. And then, yeah, we chipped and it. And that's the one that they took. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, Jen's like, I'm going to steal this. And she takes the one fucking stein that has this gigantic chip in it that's basically worthless. And then Zach threw up in the sink. Yeah, Zach threw up right in your sink. Jake didn't even really know it. No, uh, he did. Yeah, he blew chunks all over. I cleaned that up, you know. People don't forget. Yeah. And Zach, I don't forget. Don't forget that I cleaned up your chunks, dude. And it was not like some liquid throw up. It was like chunky monkey, dude. It was gross. Um, but perhaps the most memorable story I have with Jake involves something that I did uh, that Jake was just witness to. And uh, it's very, I think, reminiscent of how things kind of went in Hoboken for me. And I think it's a good recap of just like in general what Hoboken was like. So in my apartment, I lived alone, train train car style apartment. You know, remember that one day when I lived out in uh, Hoboken? Um, just a really tiny apartment, right? I had the little patio, though. Right in the back. So, like, that was our spot to go out and smoke when we were in intermissions for Flyers game. So, one time, Jake's over for Flyers game. It's intermission. We go out to uh, have a little smoke break. And I put my beer down. And when I, I pick it back up to sip it, it just tasted terrible. It tasted like, you know, like flat beer tastes, um, skunked beer, like that kind of taste. And I'm like, this isn't right. Like, I just, I literally just opened this beer. There's no way it could taste like this. And then I, like, take another sip, and, like, something touches my lips. And it was, like, kind of weird. It, like, it was, there was definitely something in the can. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm about to sue Bud Light. 
and make millions of dollars because they have something in this can and this is just like some really skunked up fucking beer. So I, I like rush to the sink because I'm disgusted. I cut the can open, like literally cut it in half and cut it open. And inside the can, floating in the middle of the beer, there's a fly that's probably the size of a quarter because it had been in there for so long that it was in, like enlarged fly, like drunk fly, size of a quarter. That's what touched my tongue when I took a sip of this skunked ass beer. So I'm thinking to myself, like, there's no way there could be a fly in a can of Bud Light. Like, there's so much quality control with Bud Light products. Like, how could that possibly have happened? And then I start to realize, and I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. Outside of my backyard, I'm obviously like a slob, single dude living alone. I had beer cans scattered all across the yard. So, like, every night I'd come out, I'd bring a beer, and sometimes I would just get high and forget to bring them back in. So the can that I ended up picking up had been sitting out there for almost a month and a half. And this fly that was inside this beer can, it could have been there for weeks. Like this fly was starting to dissolve in this beer. And like the realization of that, the fact that I like, I drank basically like a uh, broken down fly beer and had the fly touch my mouth, I instantaneously just projectile vomited down my stairs (laughs) with Jake just like, what the fuck is going on? projectile vomited the Chinese food I just ate like 20 minutes before just completely disgusting and I think Jake was so disgusted he had to like go home like he just left immediately after that it was awful terrible but that's probably one of my more memorable Jake stories where it's just me and him hanging out and I blew chunks projectile vomited now the last thing I'll say about Jake um before we get to some other people uh the thing with the thing that strikes me most about Jake is his ability to fall asleep basically fucking anywhere I've seen the man fall asleep on floors. I've seen him fall asleep in showers. I've seen him fall asleep on, like, landings of stairs, almost straddling, like, two different floors. The the kid can literally pass out anywhere. And the thing is, like, when it's time for Jake to go to sleep, that's it. It's not like this build-up to where he just, like, he's like, all right, I'm going to go to bed, and then it's, like, an hour, and he goes to bed. No, it's like, I'm tired, and he sits down, and he's out, out for the rest of the night. Classic Jake. And now our very own producer would like to give a very special uh, announcement and uh, a couple words for our boy Jake. Hi, guys. A little nervous here. It's my first time. I don't know what to say. It's like that first mixer. Don't know what to do. Oh, sorry about that. Another one. Howdy ho. Hey, old chap. Oh, Jake. Oh, hi. What a decent bloke that kid is, huh? Great guy. He's a, what a man. I mean, how do you spell your last name, pal? Yeah, what the fuck? How do you spell that? Like, I've never seen somebody get it correct. Even your first name, Jail. Ready? You want me to try it? No, not really. Moving on. Uh, I spent so much time with this guy. Like, I can't even imagine how many, how many hours I've spent with Jake. Uh, I mean, whether it was playing hockey at Beck, going to Beck, skateboarding at Beck, looking at Beck... You know, just we love Beck. It was right there. Beck alone. I mean, I, I don't even know how many times we played hockey. But one of my th- I learned early from Jake, he's got serious competitive fire fire to him. Yeah, he's dude. like fire in the belly. He would go if if we would like come back in the game and be winning, Jake would go in like, we called freak mode and he would just like be the meanest kid for the rest of the game and just go all out and dangle around everybody and like come back and win. Dude, he's a killer. Yeah. Assassin. I learned a lot about him through mm-hmm. that. I was like, this guy's going to kill it. I like it. <laughs> he's a hunter, brother. Hunt it. Yeah, he's a hunter. 
but yeah, all the phone calls. Can you play? Can you play? Which sounds kind of weird in 2019. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Jim, that's not exactly safe. <laughs> yeah. Just call his phone number and be like, hey, Sheila, can Jink play? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, remember that paintball course we built and we barely used? Yeah. We spent a lot of time on that as well. Yeah, you guys are still working on that, I feel I like. I mean, every time we would spend, like, hours on it and nobody really played. Nobody played. It's okay. Hopefully the kitties get out off their computer and start playing. Yeah, get out there. But I highly doubt it. Oxygen. <laughs> Oxygen. <laughs> Learn about it. Um, anyway, his um, he, there's no questioning. His undeniable flow. Hair-wise. Hair Absolute lettuce. Yep. Thank mm -hmm. you, Sheila. And there's also no questioning <laughs> his undeniable impatience. Thank you, Jimbo. Thanks, Jimbo. Surprised he has enough patience to get a haircut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. May, uh, Maria's a really lucky gal. We need to talk about this because Jake is numero uno. Numero uno. Yeah, she could have been getting, you know, cinco, seis, siete, ocho. She went all the way down to uno, son. Uno. She's a lucky gal. And Jake's a lucky guy. Maria is awesome. She is. She's pretty She's, cool. You, you see how happy they are together. It's inspiring. Fun truly couple. Is. Truly fun is. Couple, yeah. Very fun couple. I wish you two the best. Um, yeah, he has the best sense of humor also. Um, all the... All the jokes that I come up with, like the stupid ones, I try on him just to kind of see if it can, if I can get one by him. Yeah. But even like the second level, really like obscure ones, like <laughs> he's like, eh, I can, I got that one. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, that wasn't that good. That's a little, that takes a little bit to think about. Yeah. If you make him laugh, you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Uh, I rarely get him by him, but Jake, thanks for letting me stay at Maine, the shore, Cherry Hill, you name it. Your apartment in Philly. Something's never changed. I'll always crash at Jake's place. I've probably crashed at his house more than anyone in my life. And I've also slept near Jake a lot in my life. Mm. Sometimes I even stare at him while he sleeps at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. We should open a window in here. <laughs> yeah. I agree. <laughs> my God. One of my favorite stories with him... It was actually kind of recent. We went to FDR one day after work. We'd meet up there a lot like during the week and just sneak around in. And uh, we knew there was going to be rain in the forecast. We didn't really care. And like a storm coming through. We were just like, we can sneak it in. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. So we go out in FDR. And I just remember watching Jake putt on the green. And I look up. And the sky is like purple, orange, <laughs> red, like the black. And, yeah, black in some areas. And we were just like, I was like, holy shit. And like we wanted to finish the hole. And I think we kind of just like ignored it. And we were just like hurrying up and then lightning started coming we were like fuck hop in the cart and we thought we were gonna die like there were bolts going like in the distance around us like not we, a safe place no we were i mean the rubber on the tires but still i mean <laughs> that was uh i don't know i don't know why that's a memorable story because it was recent i guess because i've spent so much time with this kid i can't think of anything i know literally why? it's like overload like I've, I've seen that kid so much and there's so all many of, good times. All of you guys. It's never a bad time. With yeah, you. even with Mike's, I was like, I don't know where the hell to start. I've been with them like hours. Hours, man. <laughs> Countless hours. And but, now um, we're spending more hours. I know. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know. That that family, man, I just have so much respect for them. Um, all in all, I mean, they've had so much of an impact on my life. It's I couldn't even ask for a better friend than Jake. Yeah. Maria is a lucky gal, and he's a lucky guy. That's fucking well said, dude. Yeah. And uh, the DiCrescenzo family really is. They are just a, a shining star of Americana, dude. I know. I wish there were more Raise like your them. kids the right way. Very respectful kids. All three kids are very respectful people. Incredible people. Funny people. Yeah, absolutely. Just cool people to be around. 
Uh, Sheila, Jimbo, great people. Very nice. Always welcoming. Let us fucking stay at all of these different places, and we're always so hostful. Very appreciative of Jake. Very appreciative of his family. And Maria, you are getting a lucky guy. You, are, I mean, you're a lucky gal for getting such a, a good guy. That's what I was trying to say. I'm a little stony baloney, but... <laughs> Damn, yeah, I know. I got what you're saying. Um, yeah, they're a very happy couple. I mean, you can... It's, it's inspiring. You can feel it when you're with them. You're like, damn, these two love each other. And that's special. That's rare in this world, Brent. It is. It's hard to find that in today's bumblific society. It's very bumbly. It inspires me to perhaps one day find the last of my dreams. Yeah. You'll find her, dude. Just got to keep looking. Yeah. Keep on scratching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How is that motherfucker only the second most ma- famous groundhog in Pennsylvania? You know? Fuck's Tony Phil. Fuck him, dude. Yeah. What is he? sees his shadow. This guy's out here peddling lottery tickets. It's <laughs> yeah. great. True. <laughs> fuck, fuck the other Whoa, one. Oh, I am scared. Joining me now on the podcast is a very special guest, live from Puerto Rico. Maria, welcome to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Say hi to our Thank audience. Thank you. You got to say hi to our audience. Hello, everyone. Here yeah, all, all six of you. It's great. All of you. So how's, uh, how's Puerto Rico? How's the weather down there? Are we looking good for this weekend or what? It's, it's looking pretty good. We look at the weather pretty much every day just to check in. But uh, Puerto Rico is pretty consistent with the weather. It's usually 88 degrees with a chance of rain. But but the the rain comes and goes, right? The rain comes and goes. What was that? The rain kind of comes and goes, right? Yeah. It rains for like five minutes and then it just moves on. So it's all good. We should be absolutely fine. Well, are you you guys like pretty much done with the planning? You feel good or are you kind of stressing out right now? And I'm like completely interrupting like all of that. No. Well... We, Jake's parents are arriving tomorrow, and we're having them over at my parents' house for dinner. So right now, we're really hyper-focused on making sure that, like, we get flowers so that the house looks good, that all the things that my mom is going to cook, we have, like, prep. Um, But in terms of the wedding preparations, everything is pretty much done. We just have to remember to bring everything with us. So we're just making sure of making lists. So that we don't forget anything. All that last minute stuff, right? Okay. Yeah. How far are you from Rincon? Because Rincon's kind of like all the way west, right? Like we're going really far west. Yeah, it's all the way to the other side. So it's on a good day, it's probably like two hours. Okay. But depending on traffic, it can take up to three hours. Well, I'm going to be with all my friends, so it doesn't matter. It's going to be good. Yeah. Today we worked on the buses and everything, so you guys will have fun. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. So I want to get into a little yeah. bit about you and Jake, because this is a podcast okay. about Jake, right? And <laughs> I took the time, because I've got all kinds of time, and I went on your wedding website, okay. and I read all about the stories that you guys posted. Those were adorable. Yeah. So my audience is, oh, my audience is they're very lazy, so they're not going to go on the wedding website. So I, want, I right, wanted you to right. kind of like, in your own words, tell the story about how you went from uh, what Jake described as a cute girl that makes sandwiches... To now his wife. Mm-hmm. The floor is yours. Okay. So this has been like eight years in the making. So I'll, I'll try to be very uh, brief. Okay. Um, but we started, we both started working at the dining hall. And I had a huge crush on him because I thought he was really cute. And he was kind of like, not, I don't know that standoffish is the right word. But he was kind of like, 
uh, I'm just here just doing my thing and then I leave and I go party and you know that's just what I right. do um so I would like I would wear my best jeans with like my <laughs> dining hall shirt and my hat and I would just like work really hard so he could like see that I was you know I wasn't just like a regular girl because um, we went to Syracuse and we were surrounded by a lot of like authority and like frat people you know yeah so douchebags I was showing yeah exactly so I was showing that I was different um and I just, I remember one day making sandwiches. I was stationed at the sandwich um, area, and I just remember seeing him with, like, his nerdy glasses because he forgot to put contacts in or something. And he had his um, dining hall shirt and, like, his hat on, and he was putting, like, refilling the cereals. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy is so cute. Oh, man, this hunk. And... <laughs> Um, and then we started, we have like a group of people at the dining hall that we all work together, um, pretty consistently. So we started going out to bars and, um, and so we would go out like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all because like we were trying to see each other. Um, but we were exhausted. Um, and then we, we graduated and I was like, okay, well, this is it. Cause I was staying at Syracuse to do grad school and he was moving to, to Jersey. And I was like, okay, so this is it. And and then he made the first move of saying that he was interested in kind of continuing to date and kind of see what would happen. And he came to visit me in Puerto Rico that summer, and then um, he kept coming up to Syracuse to see me, and I would come to um, Philly to see him when he would visit his parents and stuff like that. So we were long distance for quite quite a few years. Yeah, that's not easy. Um, it's not. It's not. And it, and it was, you know, we would, I think... We had a lot of tension between us because, obviously, we wouldn't see each other very often, and, like, we would try to talk on the phone all the time, and it was just, sometimes you just don't want to do that when, like, in his case, he would get out of work, and he just wants to relax or whatever, Um, and it was also really expensive to be driving up and down and and trying to see each other. Yeah, I can relate um, to that. That's, it's not easy. Yeah, you you did that for a while. Yeah, I mean... But like I, it was a little shorter distance than we like, you know, we we got back together, which I is what you guys eventually did, right? Like, yeah, you yeah. make it work for however long you have to, and it sucks for a while. But if you're if you're exactly. meant to be, you get through it. Exactly. Yeah. And after I graduated from grad school, I just moved to Philly, and then I think it was like a year or two later that he moved in, over to Philly too. So it was really fun to be in the same city and like exploring. Like he already knew Philly pretty well but i had also kind of like known different areas of philly so it was kind of fun to explore the city together once he moved back there yeah um and yeah and then we moved in together and then out of nowhere he proposed one day i really did not think that he was gonna propose for another year or two so now i have a question i have a question from dave dave do you want to ask the question because i think this is a relevant time because yeah i mean no the gringo one yeah (laughs) he's looking at me like (laughs) Maria, hi, how are you? Hi, good, how are you, Dave? Great, great. Um, did you ever imagine marrying such a charming gringo? Oh, my gosh. Jake is probably going to laugh when he hears me say that, but if you would have told me eight years ago that I would be marrying a gringo from New Jersey, <laughs> there, there's just, that, like, it makes my head explode because I would have never imagined that that would happen. Yeah. Like, like- I, I don't... I don't know what the odds are that we would meet each other and like see this thing through this far. So it is yeah. like a really interesting story. Cause like you're, you were born in Puerto Rico, right? And you came here. Yeah. Did you come here before college or just for college? No, I, I went straight to college. Wow. So like 
then you really kind of have a sense of like the differences of Puerto Rico versus the U.S. So, like, what's like, Mm -hmm. what's like the biggest difference between there and home, and like, what's good about the U.S. that might not be good about Puerto Rico, and like vice versa, that kind of thing. Well, I would say one of the biggest differences definitely the language. Like when I first went to Syracuse. I didn't really have an accent or anything, mm-hmm. so I was pretty, like, good about speaking English constantly, but then I would have a few drinks in me, and, like, those first couple of months, I would I would drink a little bit and then just start speaking Spanish because I was just not used to doing English all the time. Yeah. So, definitely the language is different, and then the food, for sure, is, is very different. Better? Um, <laughs> the food in Puerto Rico is way better. I know. It's just, like... <laughs> All right, so I've had a very, I mean, I've had very limited interaction with Puerto Rican cuisine. I went there once. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it is very good, but, like, I feel like um, I've only experienced the heavier side of the cuisine, which can kind of, you know, after a couple of days make me feel like I'm going to die, you know. (laughs) I mean, quite quite honestly, I would say that that's probably one of the good things about the U.S. Like, there's a lot more salad options. Yeah. Yeah. I, I joke around that it was a good thing that I spent Christmas in the U.S. this year prior to the wedding because had I spent Christmas here, I would have probably eaten so much and then I wouldn't have fit into my wedding dress. So <laughs> that, that's definitely one of the good things for sure. Well, I can tell you for sure yeah. I'm not going to fit into my wedding dress. I had a plans of like being like a certain weight. And now I'm just like I'm honestly I look like a middle aged lesbian woman. I really do. It's not good. So Dave, Dave's pointing some questions, but Dave, why don't you just ask him? All right, fine. Well, <laughs> Dave has some more questions. Well, tell us something about okay. Jake that we may not know. Yeah, because you have intimate knowledge yeah, of Jake. Yeah, I want to like, know something. Something a little different that I was, people might not know. I was trying to know. get it approved with Brent before I asked. No, it's everything's fair all right, game. All right, cool. That's not good. <laughs> okay. Um, Sorry to put you on the spot like know. that. No, it's, it's good. You know, sometimes, this is going to sound kind of weird, but sometimes I think of Jake as like a cat. A cat? <laughs> <laughs> like cats, if you try, if you're like really trying to get a cat's attention, like a cat is kind of like, no, like just leave me alone. But if you kind of leave them be, they'll like come over to you and like they will let you pet them and all that kind of stuff. So like, it makes I feel a lot like of sense. Jake I love is not... <laughs> Jake is not the most outgoing, loving person, but he definitely is. He just needs his own time to, like, show that and kind of let it manifest itself in the way that he wants. Yeah. See, that's a very cool thing that you recognize because, like, that goes a long way in a relationship. Like, understanding something like that about somebody, that's like a – because now you know know what you have to do in certain situations to, like, make him – Right. And I, like, know when he needs, like, the space and I just, like, let him – be sometimes i mean sometimes i get really annoying but it's fine okay yeah he's got nine lives right? <laughs> <laughs> nine lives yeah sure uh, so did he really take you to a chipotle for your first date is that a fact yes he did yeah, yeah. so he was just it like was a, was... man i like this girl i'm gonna take her for a burrito bowl <laughs> well <laughs> i i would i feel like in a conversation, I said how much I love Chipotle, which is still true, even though they had all those problems with, like, contaminated food. I still believe in them. Yeah. But I, I said that I really like Chipotle, and so he was like, you know, he was like, oh, let's let's go and I'll see what Chipotle is like, because he had never gone before. And 
we were in Chipotle, and then my mom called me, and I answered the phone, and I started talking to my mom on the phone. So, like, I was not a good date either. <laughs> I was, like, really nervous, and That's I was like, oh, it's fine. So I started to talk to my mom on the phone, and then we hung up, and then he ordered, like, the three sauces that they have. And then when he started eating it, it was too spicy for him, so he had to, like... Stopped. He had to stop eating completely and like took it home with him. It sounds disastrous. I, I'm being, if I'm being honest, yeah, I think he like I think eventually had to like throw out the Chipotle bowl, but um, but it wasn't a, it was it wasn't the best first date. Yeah, but it's it, all right. We haven't always been very traditional in that sense. So hey, but it was whatever fine. works. <laughs> hey, everybody's different. All couples work differently. So yeah, and we were in college, so we were broke. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, like where he's not going to take you to like some Steven Star type joint, you know. He's he's a poor college dude. Um So, a couple other questions. Um mm-hmm. Is so you have an intimate knowledge obviously of Jake. We've been talking about that. What does he do that just kind of drives you fucking crazy? Like something that just makes you like, "Jake, what the fuck?" You mean like mad? Yeah, crazy. like Mad okay. or just like a really annoying thing he does. Um, a very basic thing that he does is like he leaves the hallway light on for no reason. Like oh, that, boy. that really drives me insane. <laughs> uh, I think some. What else? He's he's sometimes on his phone a lot, and it irritates me. Like he starts watching videos and loud he has like sound on on snapchat and that also kind of irritates me yeah so, jen yells at me for that same thing i watch like videos of like yeah. black, black dudes like fighting each other and it's really loud yeah yeah i can get right, I understand exactly. that so, so that's kind of irritating <laughs> so puerto rico we're gonna be there for a little bit um yeah Rincon, anything to know about Rincon or like for the wedding? Like, I think everything maybe we got kind of have like activities planned for every night that will be there, right? Um, what do we yeah, got to know? Every night, yeah. So, for Thursday night, there's going to be the rehearsal dinner, um, which will be at this really nice spot that's kind of halfway up a mountain. And it's a really nice place to watch the sunset. So, hopefully, we get to do that like right on time. Um, and then afterwards, we'll come back to the hotel. They have, like, a pool bar. Um, and there's a bar next door at the hotel that's next to us, which is pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. And then Friday night, during the day on Friday, it's kind of free-for-all. I'll probably be over at the beach, so that's what we'll do. Um, Friday night, there's going to be the barbecue on the beach, which will be pretty nice. But we want to make sure that not... You know, you can't get drunk that night because you have to be up and ready the next day. Respectfully drunk. Respectfully drunk. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, And then, yeah, Saturday night or Saturday day, you'll guys be getting ready and all that kind of stuff. And then we'll just party Saturday night. Sounds fucking awesome. And it'll be a good time. Yeah. It sounds like... uh, So, like, the attire for the the wedding, it's, it's like, resort Um, chic or something? Okay. And what exactly does that mean? So, you know, I was with my cousins, and we were trying to figure out the attire. And then this one cousin who works for, like, a public relations company was like, oh, you should say Resort Chic. And we were like, oh, great. Do people know about that? And she said, yeah, 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 people know what that is. And we had no idea how much distress putting that conversation <laughs> was going to cost. People have called us all over the place constantly asking about it. But, um, 
in Puerto Rico, there's this um, the shirt which you guys are going to be wearing. It's called a guayabera, and it's a very traditional shirt that people wear for like parties and events and things like that. And it's it's very like breathable and nice for this kind of climate because it gets really hot. So it's a really nice shirt to kind of look nice but also be comfortable. Okay. Um, and then like khakis and like loafers or like boat shoes. So, um, and then for the gals, kind of maxi dresses, something that's comfortable, wedge shoes, no heels, I would say, because that kind of, that can be uncomfortable because we might take their shirts on the beach and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's not, um, that's not going to work logistically. Heels right, on the beach. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's, it's all about being comfortable, but also kind of, hey, you're at a resort. What was that, beach, what was so. the name of that shirt again? A, a guard, guard. Hmm. Goyerera. Goyerera. Um, is it yeah. is it form fitting? Because I don't have a great form. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have your beach body ready. No, it's February, so we got a couple months until oh. that. You know, and right. I, you know, I, I circled this day on my ball. calendar, and I'm like, I'm gonna be in shape, and then I'm the opposite yeah. of that, so that's not working Trust out. Me, I, I did that too. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends. It depends on the fit. I don't know what Jake got you guys, but. Hey, it we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah, you don't want a fat fuck in your pictures. It's getting, it's getting here tomorrow, so it better fit. If not, you know, it's fine. I'll go shirtless and everybody will, everybody will be better for it. Yeah, you like a Hawaiian shirt or something. Okay. Well, anything else you want to say yeah. to everybody out there before we let you go? Anything Well, I just want to say know? thank you. Yeah, I want to say thank you for everyone coming out. I know that it's a, it's a long way to go. Um, but we're really excited to have you guys here and, and our friends and family all together celebrating. So we're very excited that you guys are coming. For those that are not able to come, we are still grateful. Um, and we hope to send everyone pictures and stuff like that. But it'll be a good time, and we're just we're so excited. We hope everyone has a good time. We're really looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, you're getting, a, you're getting a really good guy here. You know, he's a dude I really... I I really admire this guy. You know, he's he's very genuine. He's an honorable guy. He yeah. comes from a great family, and he's funny as fucking hell. Yeah. So we yeah, we really look forward true. to celebrating it with you, and we're pumped. Let's right, go. Dave? Let's fucking go. Let's get it. Puerto Rico. Yeah, You're getting a good go. one. Here's the getting a good one. Go. Way to go, Maria. All right. Nice. We will see you in Rincon. All right. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. See you soon. All right. All right. Take it easy. Maria, everybody. Maria, Maria. It's got me pumped. I'm ready to go to Puerto Rico and get some sunshine. How about you, Dave? You ready to get some sunshine? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So let's hear from everybody else. We've heard from Maria. We've heard from me. You've heard a little from Dave. Let's go to the panel of callers that we got. And I appreciate everybody for sending some shit in for our boy. Uh, this first one is like a diatribe from from Fox. I'm pretty sure this is the longest he's ever talked in his life. So uh, take it away, Zifo. All right. So... I was trying to remember the first time I met Maria. I was trying to think long and hard. Couldn't remember a fucking thing. Tried to smoke some weed, see if that would bring back some memories. Still couldn't remember a fucking thing. However, I do remember the first time I heard Maria. And uh, I wanted to kill her. But here's a little backstory. So senior year... At Syracuse, me, Jake, Max, we all shared a uh, the lower level of a house built in fucking 1910, where the walls were paper thin, 
every step felt like the whole entire house was going to fall down. But uh, so it's Thursday night. You know, I know Jake probably for a week then was hooking up with this girl, Maria, because he was the head honcho at the cafeteria. He was like a, the manager cafeteria guy. And, uh, you know, the ladies loved that. So, you know, I knew he was talking to this girl, Maria. So anyway, they're all going out Thursday night. And, uh, you know, since I was a fucking loser and had Friday classes at like 8 a.m., I never went out Thursday night. So I stayed in. I was all set. You know, I'm going to I'm going to blaze. I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to fucking dream. I'm going to have fucking crazy dreams. I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to have a day Friday. Right. <laughs> So I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming, I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming, I'm fucking dreaming about fucking, you know, the beach, fucking <laughs> Steph Mazzillo, fucking mozzarella sticks, just, you know, everything you could fucking name, right? I was having great dreams. All of a sudden, I hear the most obnoxious, the most over-the-top, the most, it had to have been, had to have been exaggerated. <laughs> Screaming and moaning I have ever heard coming from outside my room. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I couldn't tell if the girl was fucking happy, if she was getting pleased, if she was getting killed, if she was fucking, you know, just I didn't know if I was going to wake up, open the door, blood everywhere, like literally screaming obnoxiously over the top. I literally couldn't tell if it was like a joyful scream, joyful moans, or someone was really struggling, right? So I was trying to be a little more patient, you know, a couple, you know, 30 seconds, minute goes by. Clearly now, I mean, someone's getting fucked, right? So I'm thinking, it can't be Max. Max, I've never seen Max with a girl. He doesn't really bring back girls. It's got to be Jake. It's got to be this fucking new bitch, Maria, right? So I'm like, all right. I can hear fucking everything. Me and Jake, our rooms are adjacent to each other. Basically, sh- basically share a room. I can hear everything from that kid. I can hear, you know, when his fucking, when he coughs, when he sneezes, when he fucking breathes. I can hear when his balls slap against his fucking thigh when he walks out. I literally could hear everything. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, it's got to be Jake. It's got to be this girl, Maria. You know what? Be patient, you know, I'm starting to fume, I'm so pissed I'm up, but, you know, Jake's your best boy, I've known him forever, be patient, be patient. Five minutes go on, this girl's still screaming, we're in a full house, I mean, you know, I understand girls can be loud during sex, but, I mean, you you can be quiet, you can put a pillow over your head, you can fucking bite your fucking tongue, you can do whatever, you can be quiet if you want to. This girl is screaming, moaning. Five minutes go by. Ten minutes go by. All right. Take a deep breath, Zifo. Take a deep breath. It's almost over. There's no way. Like, no way Jake can fucking fucking this girl for 20, 30 plus minutes and have this girl scream like this. Be patient. Nonstop. Literally, 20 minutes go by. I'm like, all right, I got to be up in three and a half hours. This girl needs to fucking shut the fuck up. So I start banging on the fucking wall. 
dying, man. I'm literally, like, literally, I thought I was next door to Thor fucking this little, like, girl. Like, there's no way Jake has a cock that is making a girl scream uncontrollably like this. So I finally start banging on the wall. Finally, they hear me. Enough's enough. They shut the fuck up. And that's the end of my story. So, for the first couple weeks I knew Maria, I fucking hated her, man. I literally, I didn't want to see her. I was so pissed off. You know, this girl had no regard for my fucking Friday morning class. I mean, what the fuck, you know? But I got to know her. I love Maria. I realized that it wasn't her fault. Jake just has to have a magical cock. You know, you can't blame her. But that is the first time I ever encountered the great Maria. (laughs) Well, thank you, Zifo. That was long uh, and descriptive. I feel like I was there. Well put. Yeah. Did Did you just, like, not let your boy nut, though? Like, I hope Jake at least got to finish what he started. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Dave, what could be better to follow up six minutes of v- of Zifo than like a minute and a half more of Zifo? Nothing could be better. Let's go right to it. With all joking aside, though, Jake, you're one of my best boys. We go uh, way back, way, way, way back. Um. I always I wish I uh, had a copy of that pic that you have of our uh, first ever sleepover, uh, first grade, where we made fucking gay forts and we're we're just gay together, which was weird. But uh, you know, so many good times. It's hard to even bring back all the good times, you know, through elementary school, middle school, high school, college. You know, I feel like it's. Uh, kind of rare to go through all those fucking phases with uh with the same person but we've had many good times many good pg times many um great drug stories <laughs> to say the least dmt has to be on top of there but uh you know penn star penn state trips uh, times down the shore, our fucking gay, uh, uh, candlelight dinner date, yeah, it was actually only a couple of years ago, which I think makes it a little worse, but, um, you know, Maine, dude, uh, just, just way too many, uh, memories to all put into one, but, you know, I can't wait for the wedding, can't wait to be down there, celebrate with all the boys, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a great time. But, um, uh, all right, dude. Enough for being serious. Chill! <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking about sharing this with Jake's family, but uh, I think that's off the table now, huh? <laughs> uh, between the sounds that Maria makes during sex and DMT usage i think we have to nix the family on this one what do you say dave agreed yeah i agreed uh let's go to our next caller i believe we got schmuckler hey jake the snake this is your man big schmuck aka prototype aka schmuck you probably just know me as ben schmuckler um just want to say congrats first of all amazing huge moves um great times up in brigantine with Fox, Max, and the boys, the beach houses, 
those lift ride adventures, going to AC, chilling by the beach, you know, just great times, obviously, in school as well, and just, you know, I'm really happy for you and Maria, and uh, can't wait to see you guys again soon. Love you. Bye. Schmuckler checking in. Thanks, Schmuck. Um, we're going to go to our next guy. We got Cousin Chris, the wild card. He's an absolute wild card, isn't he, Dave? That thing he bought in Vegas was the stupidest thing I think anyone's ever bought, right? On, on, like, ever. You had to clean it with alcohol and shit. It was a disaster. But, Chris, thanks for checking in. Hey, Jake. It's your cousin, Chris. I'll keep this real short because there are way too many stories to tell. And what happens in Maine or Vegas stays in Maine or Vegas. But I love you. I'm real happy for you. I can't wait for the wedding. And I wish you all the best, man. I just hope you don't go and mook anything up. And, uh... Von Ghoul, kid. I'll have a Gabagool. <laughs> oh, God. Gabagoof, dude. Von Ghoul, kid. <laughs> All right, up next, uh, we got Steino. Maxwell Ezra Stein checking in. Let's go to Stein. Hey, it's Stein. I just wanted to uh, wish you a congratulations, Jake. And, uh, you know, first things first, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. You know, it's with the baby and stuff um it's just a little too much at this moment and i am very disappointed um i wish i could celebrate the day with uh my boys and you and uh, i'm sure it's gonna be a blast so have a great time and know that i'm thinking about you guys and uh i uh i'm i really 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 wish i could be there come on man it's like the beach who doesn't want to see my fat blobby body on the beach so anyway um be real, real quick. I just wanted to, um, you know, everyone who knows my story knows that, like, I, I owe a lot to Deakerson's family. And, uh, you know, for getting me started, like, fuck, I'm working still at Jim's company, and Jim no longer fucking has anything to do with it. Like, that's, that's how crazy it is. And, you know, going back to the very beginning, it really started when, you know, I came back in the 40s and, you know, came to Cherry Hill to be back with everyone. You know, my, my crew, I just wasn't feeling it. And I kind of was left without many friends for a bit. And then I fell into you guys, and specifically like Jake and John 3D art class, which is fucking epic. And we always talk about it whenever we meet up. This is hilarious. And then, you know, it, that interaction and Jake, your openness, and you're saying, hey, man, come over to my house, you know, after school, go back and play some hockey. That is what got me started and what led me to my greatest group of friends ever, my best friends. The, the, my friends that I call uncle to Matt. And I owe it all, 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 the, all, all of you guys, but uh, most of it to Jake. And just, it was, uh, I just had awesome memories. And, you know, with the parents being divorced and stuff, I was at your guys' places like all the fucking time. And, you know, Sheila with her, her cookies that she didn't bake, the Oreos um, that I love. And, you know, even though Jimbo walked in front of my SOCOM uh, and fucking ruined the ranked game or some shit, uh, it was just awesome. Jake, I have a lot, a lot to thank you for. And, you know, like I said, I wish I could be there to show you how much I, I, I care in person, but... I know it's going to be an awesome time whether I'm there or I'm not. So, 
enjoy it, man. Congratulations again. And I wish many, many years of happiness between you and Maria. All right. Love you. Bye. Thanks for checking in, Steino. He's a he's a good bloke, that kid, huh? Uh we're gonna miss you down there, buddy. And what what wouldn't why wouldn't we want to see a pasty ginger fellow just rolling around in the sand? Like that's sexual. That's just dripping in sex. Can't get the image out of my head. All right, up next, we're going to go back to the Cousins. We got Jay Block. Yeah, Jay Block, what Jay Block, represent Jay Block, represent Jay Block, represent Jay Block, represent. Give me a fucking text back, dude. I had to go through fucking Dave just to get these sounders. You got my phone number, bruv. Uh, peep me. But anyway, back to, uh, back to Jay Block. He's got some more. Yeah, congratulations to you and Maria getting married and spending the rest of your life together. I remember when we were younger and we were the Jaybirds and we used to rock our Ninja Turtle helmets and I was racing you from the bottom of your driveway to the top of your house and I tripped and flew through the window, glass everywhere. Can't believe we grew up and now we're living on having houses and you know jobs and careers and stuff i just want to say congratulations to you and maria again you guys are amazing there you go j block checking in all right let's get to uh, our next guy i think we got mark on the line let's get to mark jake jerk shady jake welcome to your wedding podcast bro so i guess i should go in chronological order for some of these memories i have uh listed out here so let's start with uh cropo estates you know, we used to wax up curbs, skateboard shit, build some shiesty rails. And then we'd, to move those rails away, we would just kind of like hide it in Dave's bushes. We've done that a few times. Uh, playing floor hockey, destroying our knees before we even knew destroying our knees was even a thing. Let's not forget that time that I uh, burned a copy of Diablo, that Diablo 1, the computer game for you. And then I just find out later that... Uh, your dad, Jimbo, trashed it because it was stealing. And uh, that's, that's true. And that's the theme here. You and your family have great morals, always have. It's truly great. I definitely don't even need to get into the generosity your family has either because it's very well known between the hospitality and openness you and your family has for others. So we, we all thank you for that. All right, so going back to some other stuff. Uh, we built a freaking half pipe in your backyard. That's the... Uh, I mean, I wasn't very good at it or anything, but damn, that was, that was that's pretty cool. Um, and then, uh, you know, those thousands of games we've played hockey at Beck, you know, the self-proclaimed JDFC, if you will. We'll give that one to you. Uh, now let's fast forward to more of our drinking years. It's kind of funny how this one worked out, where that you're getting married in Puerto Rico. Because when you were like 15 or 16, you went down there with your family, came back, introduced us to... Jose Cuervo, you thought it was the best thing ever. Uh, we bought in for some reason. I don't know. That shit sucks. I hate Jose <laughs> Cuervo. Uh, came up to Rutgers. Or, excuse me. I came up to Syracuse with some Rutgers friends. And we literally ripped out a stop sign from the ground. And brought it back to your apartment or house. Um, probably a dangerous move, ripping a stop sign out of the ground. Bold move. But, uh, you know, now you have that memory. I won't go into... Some more of those details what went on later in that night, but uh, here on the podcast. But um, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. So Jake, seriously though, 
I'm very happy for you. You found an amazing woman in Maria. You guys are literally perfect together and are going to have an amazing life together. We're ridiculously excited to celebrate with you in the coming days. Um, just, you know, be careful of the gringos on the dance floor because you invited a bunch of gringos to Puerto Rico and those gringos like to dance and uh, those gringos have gringo dance moves. So watch out, Maria. There'll be gringos out there. Love you guys. It's going to be lots of gringos out there, dude. Can you imagine all of us gringos next to these, like, just just smooth Latin people? They're just going to be dancing away, and we're just going to look like fools. I'm going to prove myself to them. Yeah, I think I think we, we got to learn to salsa, dude. We got a couple of days. Oh, I've, I've, I've been salsa. Damn. I'm ready. All right. You it's know where we have to go for our next caller? It's the fun town of Cleveland. Fun times in Cleveland again. Still Cleveland. We're still in Cleveland. It sucks. Sorry. Um, I think, I think though, as destinations, Cleveland and Puerto Rico are comparable in terms of climate, right? At least. Just kidding. Let's go to Mike. <laughs> My boy Jake is getting fucking married. Found a nice girl in Maria going down to Puerto Rico next weekend. It's going to be a fucking great time with my boys and our girls and our girls. But let's take it back uh, circa, what, 2005? Some shit like that, right? Jake had a heavy head of nice hair and flow. Lettuce. Uh, a few things about my boy. Uh, wore the same fucking hat for like two straight years and then changed it up to another hat and wore that hat for like two straight years. Pizza fresco. Dude's got dedication <laughs> written all over him. Um... But, you know, it all started with hanging out at Jake's house and Gab, Gab taking us home from school, making nachos for like two and a half hours. And then and then uh, you eventually got a half pipe. And I remember going in the back and I was super noob at fucking skating. And everyone was just like, yeah, dude, just drop in. Dropped in, fucking basically broke my ankle. Um, it was not fun, but, you know, got the encouragement from my boys and I just did it, you know. And, uh... You know, Jake's house was always the hub after school, hockey at Beck. We left pretty much all of our hockey stuff either at Jake's house or Dave's house. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just the central locale of uh, Crop Estates. Crop Estates crew and uh, Jake's parents were warm and welcoming. But, I, you know, deep down I think that they hated us back then. But we were stupid teenagers, so I would hate us too. But uh, another great feature of Jake, though, is uh, his b-hole, man. That b-hole can, can either shit or fart out something beautiful. And uh, we all know it because I had a party, what was it, June, my sophomore junior year, and Jake's on his way to go pick up Vicky from his house, and Short Hills is on his way. Dude had to make a fucking detour, man. He had to make a detour, so he took a dump. All these people weren't at my house yet. By the time Jake gets out of the bathroom, all the girls were there. Everyone was there. Everyone was like, what is that smell? He basically moved the party from the upstairs to the basement because of his dump and how fucking bad it stunk. But goddamn, man. Goddamn. That's uh, still to this day one of the funniest things ever. Um, and uh, who can forget Maine and the fucking Brig and everything, dude? It's uh, Jake, thanks for letting us use your two houses, man. It really... Uh, it really brought our crew together. Definitely uh, two homes that we have lots of memories in and, you know, that we'll cherish forever. And we're going to keep making more memories. So that's 
especially with uh, our families getting bigger, wives, children, uh, hopefully not yet for me, <laughs> but uh, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but Jake, congratulations, man. Maria's awesome. Um, we cannot wait to celebrate with you and um, dance our fucking booties off. Well said, Mike. Um, looking forward to uh, seeing you down there. I don't get to see you as often either, so Puerto Rico is another chance to see my boy Mike, right? Um, all right, so full disclosure, we got some that came in after the podcast finished, and through the magic of technology, I'm able to come back in and add some more sounders. But to you, who knows? Maybe it sounds seamlessly, or maybe it sounds like complete dog shit. But we got some people who checked in that I don't normally hear from, and some gu- some guy I never met who sounds fucking awesome. Um, but let's go into the, some of these sounders we got from some very special guests. Jake, these ones are just for you, buddy. And big shout out to our boy Dave for helping throw some of these together, because these are some extra add-ons that I think add a shit ton of value, uh, particularly to Jake. So, first up. We've got a guy with a golden fucking voice that I, I need to talk to down there in Puerto Rico. We got Custer checking in. Jake, my first memories of you were when you were, I guess, four or so, riding with Jimbo and I while we went to various liquor stores to pick up wine and booze f- for our Christmas parties. I thought you were a cool kid all the way back then. Fast forward to my first guy's trip to Maine and you having espresso martinis waiting for Jim and I when we got back from the airport. And then you and Pete guiding me off the dock after the boat ride. I've always said that in my next life, I'd want to come back as you. Great looks, great job, great parents, and now a great wife. Congratulations and good luck to Maria and you. I know you guys will do great. Well said, Steve. Thank you for checking in. Thank you for taking the time to do that. Hell of a voice, man. Maybe you and I could get together and do a podcast. What do you guys think? Would that be entertaining? You let me know. We'll talk about it when we get to Puerto Rico. Uh, checking in next, we got the Bedecki family. We're going to start with Mama. Uh, Mama checking in. Testing one, two, three. Hi. Mama Bad here. Hey, Jake and Maria. Congratulations, guys. I can't be more happy for you. I'm so excited that you're getting married finally. Um, Jake, I've known you forever, it seems. Uh, from the time you were just a kid out front using my candles to wax up the curbs for your skateboards uh, and then eventually developing the coolest backyard in skateboard history. Uh You and Dave are such good friends, and I'm glad that you were and still are. And uh, I'm sure Dave uh, is honored to be part of your day. Wish we could be there. Uh, Sucks, but uh, I know there'll be a lot of cool pictures on the website. And can't wait to see how everything turned out. So congratulations, guys. Um, good luck. Marriage isn't easy, but it really definitely is worth it, especially when you have kids, children of your own, as, uh, you'll, you'll see, just changes everything. And, uh, good luck and congratulations, guys. Thank you for checking in. Thank you for supporting the podcast. I really appreciate it. 
And uh, well said. Jake's a very good kid. We're all very honored to be part of his big day. Can't wait to get down there. Um, so Dave was here having a little bit of uh, a trouble, I guess, thinking of really what he wanted to say. He got me one after the fact uh, that I'm just going to drop right here in the middle. So here comes Dave. So Mark reminded me of one more story, actually, to build on his story about the Diablo disc. I think Mark was with us. I'm not sure. But right off front of Jimmy Dover's house, there was a toaster in a pile of garbage out in the street. And I guess we thought it was a great idea to smash the toaster all over the street. So I think me and Mark thought it was funny and left. And <laughs> Jake left too. But he was like, come on, we got to pick it up. Come on, guys, clean it up. I was like, we're like, nah, leave it, leave it. And then Jake ended up going back either later that night or the next day and cleaning up <laughs> the toaster out of the street. And that's just the kind of guy he is. So just want to get that one out there too. I love you, Jake. Stand-up cat, dude. That is Jake uh, to a T. It's a very good Jake story. Jake's the kind of guy that, uh, you know, he's not going to leave that for somebody else to go clean up. He he, take, he picks up after himself, cleans up his own shit, which got to respect it. That's a man. Uh, and then rounding us out here from the Bedecki family, we got Pat checking in. Hey, congratulations on your marriage. Uh, being a neighbor, observe a lot of behavior over the years, both good and bad. Um, a lot of memories down Eagles games, uh, jumping in the pool, tree fort. You were up there a lot, you and Dave. And uh, good family, and uh, congratulations. And go birds. Thanks for checking in, Pap. Thank you, Bedecki family. Thank you for creating Dave, who is just a gem that we all cherish each and every single day. You know, as is the tradition on these podcasts, we like to reach out to the family members to get their perspective and give them a chance to say a few words to uh, the nice man of the hour, and that's Jake. So we're going to start with uh, a good friend of ours, Dave, our old bandmate from the Garage Sessions, Pete Repeat. Remember Repeat? Pete Repeat. Pete Repeat. Um, shreds the guitar, Petro. dude. Petro shreds. But uh, Petro, first to check in from the DiCrescenzo family, Petro. James, what can I say about my big bro? Uh, probably the memory that comes to mind right away, even though it's a little gross, is when we were younger and used to share a bedroom in Brigantine or Maine or whatever, and we'd have the fart contests, and we would go back and forth, and I remember one time I pushed out a bit more than I bargained for. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I just shat out a turd. And you're probably like, no way, or that's fucking gross, or whatever. Um, so I cleaned myself up, and that was probably the last time I played that game. Maybe not, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, Jake, I'm so happy that you found an awesome girl like Maria to spend the rest of your life with. I've looked up to you for as long as I can remember whether it was starting to play ice hockey, skateboarding, what kind of music to listen to, or learning to play an instrument. I've always looked up to what my big bro thought was cool. So, James, congratulations on your upcoming wedding. I can't wait to welcome Maria to the family and see you all and celebrate in Puerto Rico. So congrats, you fucking cunt. <laughs> all right, peace. Thank you, Petro. Uh, Petro going to get on stage and shred some guitar? Is that is that in the works? If not, I might... Make it happen. Petro, get on it. Bring your guitar. All right. Let's hear from um, a lovely message. We don't get things like this this often on the podcast. This is probably the um, the, the most um, wholesome thing 
to ever grace these airwaves. This is uh, Miss, Mrs. DiCrescenzo. Hi, Jake. It's no surprise to anyone who knows you well that you are a big Philadelphia Flyers ice hockey fan. But I don't know if you remember how young you were when you became a fan. My best estimate is you were three or four years old. Bedtime was 8 p.m. in our house for you and your brother and sister during the preschool and early elementary school years. With the Flyers game start time of 7.15 or so, you would only see the first period of the game. The next day, you would awaken early in the morning, put your sneakers on while still in your PJs, putting on your winter coat as needed, go to the end of the driveway, and pick up the Philadelphia Inquirer. Jake, you'd bring the newspaper inside, bring it over to me, and ask me to read the prior night's score and read the details of the game. You'd listen intently, ask me questions about specific players, and I'd search for another article that answered your question. Fast forward to elementary school. In September of 95, you began kindergarten at Stockton School. You and I would drop off Peter at Naldane Academy for his afternoon preschool, and Gabrielle was in school full day for second grade. It was just the two of us. We'd wait for the school bus at the end of the driveway. You'd go into the garage and bring out two hockey sticks and a ball. You and I would hit the ball back and forth out on the street, and you'd always narrate our moves. Jake, you're a great guy, a kind, thoughtful, and loving son. Dad and I are so proud of you and so happy that you are marrying Maria, a lovely, intelligent, and beautiful young lady who cares and loves you deeply. May God bless you and Maria with a wonderful family as Dad and I have been blessed with you and your brother and sister. I love you, hon. Dude. I don't even think I can go on with this podcast now because like, I feel like I feel awful now for all the terrible things I've said on this podcast because that was just like the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm in tears. <laughs> Dude, that was, that touches your heartstrings. That just shows you how awesome Jake's family is. You know, they care about each other that much. And this is just a stupid podcast, you know, and, and they took the time to do that. That's fucking awesome. And I, now I'm a fucking dick for saying fuck again. Shit. Fuck. All right, we got to get to the other members of the DiCrescenzo family. Um, checking in, we got Jimbo. Jimbo, fresh off the, uh, fresh on the podcast. So when I started to think back, I remember uh, very fondly Jake used to love to play with Thomas the Tank Engine for hours in his room. But coming forward a lot of years, the Cherry Hill East ice hockey Thanksgiving Eve hockey games uh, were very memorable you'd have hundreds of fans in the stands fist fights in the stands and great hockey games that was a lot of fun but then we move up to maine where we also had a lot of laughs uh time and again one of the most memorable was when we were all up in the clearing shooting guns and it was just jake dave and me and jake says to me i thought you had a 357 i pulled up my shirt and i had a 357 in my waistband i didn't know why it caught the three of us so funny, but it did, and I still laugh to this day every time I think about that. And of course, there's the memorable all-nighter that we uh, pulled when Steve McHugh first came to camp, 
ended up falling on a rock and uh, getting a black eye. We filled the uh, barn with smoke from the fireplace, cooked breakfast out on the open fire, and uh, I'll remember that forever. There are endless stories I can tell, but uh, I was asked to keep this short, so I will. And I'll just say, Jake, you are a very lucky man. You're healthy, you have a loving family, you have great friends that you'll have for your entire life, and you're marrying a wonderful lady. Good for you. I love you, buddy. Take care. Well said, Jimbo. And you know what I remember about Jimbo? Great Jimbo story. It's those espresso martinis, dude. That is a drink that will put some hair on your chest. And if you've never had one, you are missing out. It's real espresso and espresso mix and vodka. A lot of vodka. Good stuff, though. Um, finally, from the DeCrescenza family, we have the, uh, the lady who helped me put this all together. And I want to give a special shout-out to Gab. Thank you for helping me uh, get all your family in here. It means a lot, and uh, I think the product speaks for itself. Great stuff so far from the DiCrescenzo family. Gab, take us home. Hey, it's Gab. Jake's been a constant source of energy and entertainment for me throughout our whole life. When I think about Jake when he was like in before kindergarten, through kindergarten, and the first couple years of Stockton, I just see an image of him smiling, slightly out of breath from doing something fun, and the back of his hair on his little mushroom bowl cut, the back of his hair kind of bouncing up and down. Um, Jake and I always got into athletic stuff, and we would jump around the living room, uh, not touching the floor, obviously, because it was lava, duh. Um, but it was because of Jake and he was so bold and unafraid that it made me the same way. So, uh, because of him, I wasn't afraid to touch the fish that we caught or touch the frogs that we caught in Maine or even play ice hockey. Um, and I wasn't afraid to play in the woods in our neighborhood. Um, just so many things that Jake was like all in. So I was like, all right, I can do that too. Um, but one of my favorite memories that I just always sit back and laugh when I think about it is we would tube in Maine for so many summers in a row. And it would be me, Jake, and Pete on the tube, and my dad would be creating these big waves. And as we'd be approaching this wall of wave, Jake always had a noise that he would say, and every year it was different. <laughs> So I could just hear him going, yoy, yoy, and we're doing the same thing and just smashing into the waves, some of us falling off and then getting right back on and doing it again. So I love you, bro. Uh, you are an awesome person and you and Maria are a great match. So can't wait to see you guys get married. Bye. That was Gab, everybody. Thank you, DiCrescenzo family, for checking in. That does it for our Sounders, Dave. Um we got everybody in, I think. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening, I hope you uh, enjoyed your time here. Dave, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I'm just honored to be going and standing there next to you, Jake, when you get married on your big day. And uh, appreciate all you've ever done for me and my family. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy for you, pal. Yeah. You and Maria are a great couple. And I'll see you in Puerto Rico. Yeah, man. And I just, I also want to say that I am very, I'm very humbled to be a groomsman because. This is one I honestly didn't expect, if I'm being honest, because, 
you know, like I said on Mike's podcast, I'm kind of like the bubble friend. You're like, an add-on on Amazon. I'm the, yeah, I'm like the last guy in. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> the guy you add to your cart because you, you're like, yeah, that makes sense to put him there. $25 <laughs> minimum purchase. Yeah, so I really appreciate, you know, that you would honor me with that. And, uh, I, I hope to live up to it. I promise not to be a drunk fool up there. At least not too drunk, right, Dave? Then you won't be being yourself. What's the policy of drooling at the altar? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Tape it to your wrist. Uh, yeah, man, we're happy for you. And we really can't wait to go down there and Puerto Rico celebrate and make fools of ourselves. It should be a really good time. Um, Spanish music, baby. Yeah, man. Let's go. Hey, to, to set us out, we had to go somewhere in that realm, right? We had to get a little flair to send us out. So this one goes out to Maria. Maria, the future Maria de Crescenza. We'll see you guys in Puerto Rico. This has been Talking This with your commission. In the GMB Get away blues From the refugee oh, camp Maria, Maria She remind me of a West Side story Growing up in Spanish Harlem She living a life just like a movie Even it's earned, God dog it.
Just got uh, cucked.